1: Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast post-game show. I'm Jay Zawoski, i Terbasi To my left, Greg Boyson will join us from the United Center momentarily. The Hawks beat the Philadelphia Flyers, one Ooh. of the few teams in hockey worse than the Blackhawks. Take that, Philly, yeah. you bunch of jerks. We're presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. Oh, no. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our great web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's two grand in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. Remember that code CHGO. The Hawks score on their first shot of the game while Mario and I are trying to get ESPN Plus and or Hulu working on our new TVs here at our West Loop Studios. We failed. It was way more complicated than it should have been. (laughs) Yes, it was. We failed to do that. The smart TVs are kind of dumb right now, Um, but we watched on our laptops. We are in perfect sync. It was beautiful. Yeah. And uh, all around, look, man, that's everyone this week has talked about. Finishing the season strong and putting on good performances at home to thank the fans who are still spending their harder money mm-hmm. to go watch this team that's frankly not very good. And they delivered. Make You could say yeah. everything you want. All the qualifiers are there, that the Flyers are not a good team. Those things are true. But the Hawks came out, played 60 minutes, played well. They were by far the better team, in my opinion. They deserve to win, and they did. You, I think
0: it's pretty simple. You want to win a game in which the teams are thought of as being pretty even yeah so hey you, you get you get two bad teams the only game of the night and you get the win so the Blackhawks
1: were the best team in the league tonight so
0: that's right that's that's that's, that's the best you can do
1: no team in the NHL played better than the Blackhawks tonight <laughs> that's absolutely true and look yes. the, the, when it comes down to it you look at these two teams and the Blackhawks star players are better than the Flyers star players Taves and Kane yeah. and DeBrinket are better than well, Van Riemsdyk the fly- and <laughs> the Flyers <laughs> traded their biggest stars. Yeah, so. right. Yeah, Claude Giroux, one of my favorite Claude. names in hockey. Yeah. Um. So yeah, three-one win. Let's let's be happy about it. Let's celebrate it. You know, it's uh we only have uh, two games left to go here on the season. This could be the last win we get to experience, so we might as well have fun with it. We might as well enjoy it. Uh, we have been tough on Jonathan Taves all year. Outstanding. Number one star of the game in this one, and of course we'll give our fourth star uh, as we go on here when Greg joins us. But I think Jonathan Taves played one of his best games of the year. He looked motivated. He looked hungry. He was doing all the little things that Jonathan Taves has done throughout his career that make him and made him such a beloved figure. And it's great to see, man. I I just think finishing the season strong is the best way to enter the Mm offseason. You can say, hey, look, at least those last three games, we we played well, we got some wins, we picked up some points, and now we can hit the offseason, take a giant deep breath, which everyone who works at the United Center and Fifth Third Arena needs to do right now because it has been a a slog. It has been a long season. So the offseason is coming right in time, but I would just love to see them finish strong, and this is a good start down that road.
0: Yeah, and you know, they have an opportunity in these last three games to play some teams that are on their same level. And yeah. then on Wednesday, a Vegas team that may or may not be eliminated from playoff contention. So you might get a, you know, a, a down on their, <laughs> a, a down on their, uh, you know, I don't know, what the exact term would be, but a, a grumpy Vegas team that's kind of pissed that they may be out of the, uh, the playoffs and, and you might catch them on a, on a yeah. night where they're just like, ah, you know, f- pack it in kind of thing. And you might, might be able to get a, a home home game, home finale win in the final game at the United Center. That'd be a great way to, to, to close a season that's been very difficult uh, for the Blackhawks to get two wins in their final two games at the UC. And then they play Buffalo in the final game of the year, which, I mean, it it it's Buffalo, but they're probably also saying it's Chicago. Uh, and Chicago, you know, blew that, that five uh five one lead against the yes. the Sabres earlier this season, so obviously there's no room to say, oh, it's just Buffalo, but I mean, it is still kind of you know, you still can say it it's the Sabres. um it should be a, a an, an opportunity to uh, close the season if they could close the season with three straight wins, I mean, talk about you know, polishing up a a, a turd to end the year. I mean that that would yeah. that that would be a good way to go into uh into in into the off season and hopefully. You know, we can have uh, have some positive things to talk about as we get towards the draft and free agency. We can kind of get a direction of where this team is going to go in the rebuild.
1: All right. I have not taught you about this. Oh, Uh, we're going to get to it later in the show, but I I do want to tease it properly. I'm going to make a mountain out of a molehill tonight. I heard something this afternoon that got my antenna up Mm. and I will say it has to do with the Blackhawks coaching situation. Uh, Jay Serio in the chat says there are rumors of Rick Tockett being considered for the Hawkside coaching job. Your thoughts. Okay. (laughs) You know, one thing that I think with with Rick Tockett is um, Derek King talked about the presence that Joel Quenville and Al Arbor had. I think Rick Tockett comes with a similar presence, maybe not quite as, um, you know, not quite as high up as those two guys, but uh, it's a respected guy be a great partner for points bet i think it'd be really great to have him <laughs> yes. as part of things um and Fantastic. another yeah so we'll get it we got the whole offseason getting to coaching stuff but mm-hmm. stay tuned because i heard i heard a little something today that that got my antenna up and ryan ryan k in the chat also talking about seth jones um had a really great season uh on the ice but the the goals haven't been there mentioned how seth jones hit the post a few times you reminded me mario <laughs> Yeah, of an incredible Blackhawks stat that I would like you to share with the with the class.
0: Yeah, you know, Seth Jones hit the post tonight on the power play, and that was the closest I think the team has gotten to a power play goal from a defenseman this season. Uh, they are the only team in the NHL to not have a power play goal come from a defenseman, and that is on a team that has the vaunted power play quarterbacks of Seth Jones and Eric Gustafson. Uh, so it's it's <laughs> that's, a, that's nearly impossible.
1: Nearly, but
0: nothing is impossible.
1: According Two games to left.
0: the Blackhawks and Adidas, so
1: you, you told me that, and I was just spent the whole game like trying to will a point shot into the net. <laughs> like, come on, Seth Jones, you got to get one. You can't, you can't have an 82 game season without a defenseman scoring a power play goal. That is seriously, yeah, has that ever happened before? Has With, there ever been a team
0: in NHL history? Without looking it up, I'd say it's had to happen at least once before, but I would also not be shocked if this Blackhawks team, of all teams in NHL history, would be the one to not <laughs> score a power play goal from a defenseman this Put season.
1: Put a banner up for that. Yeah, why not? Yeah. You're not putting a
0: banner up for anything else. Retire zero. Zero power <laughs> zero play goals from a power defenseman. power play defenseman goals. Uh, and, and in the same breath, you don't want to mention, but I think Adam Boquist has like seven this year. So, yeah. Yeah. Hey, just, I was a I fact. was
1: a, I was always a big Adam Boakless fan. I like Adam Boakless a lot. And, uh, you know, you, I, you know you had to give up some stuff to get Seth Jones, but I don't think you had to do him and a bunch of first-round picks and, a, you know, yeah that was kind of the one or the other, not both. It's
0: one of the final stamps of the previous regime that you're just going to have to live with. Yeah. And Kyle Davison is just going to have to play cleanup duty once again.
1: Uh, Ryan asked, "Wasn't Rick talking involved in a gambling ring like 15 years ago?" Yeah, that was the yes. That was the points bet reference I was making. <laughs> That's <laughs> the joke. Things, you know, <laughs> eh, it was a long time. Yeah, ago. He, he no one remembers that. Yeah. Hey, remember though, uh, Joel Quenville when he was originally hired by the Hawks, um, was coming off a of DUI. Remember? I and he had to be. They that. put him like up in a consultant role, We're and f- I think denny Savard knew like well, as soon as this blows over i'm screwed and he was right <laughs> yeah um but you know people are human i just think that it, it's just interesting yeah that that whole thing which involved wayne gretzky's wife not wayne gretzky no he, he had nothing he, there's not, no not way not the guy that's endorsed by another betting <laughs> <laughs> there's company There's no way he knew do anything <laughs> about it uh yeah it's no. interesting i'm sure if that happens uh it'll it'll resurface but people will bring it yeah, up. Yeah, I you know. mean, look, we don't we don't know what the coaching search is going to be, um, but it'll. We be don't interesting know if there will be sure. one
0: or if there is one. If Tockett's going to be involved, obviously his name is is one that can pop up. He's been in the in the spotlight with his, his with his gig on TNT, and you know, with any with any coaching opening that that pops up, the coaches that are on broadcasting uh, duties will usually get mentioned. Tortorella, Tockett. It happens. So Not who knows? We'll see what happens.
1: January brings up a good point that uh, he's well, – it's her opinion. Talking is gross and doesn't fit the new image. I think that it is gross. the Hawks <laughs> will be very conscious of who they're hiring and will do their due diligence on background and on – they can't hire someone and then have a story come out. And the gambling thing – the punishment has been served, all those sort of things. A, People yeah, move on.
0: It was a while ago.
1: So I don't I don't know if that would necessarily be a deterrent, but I just think generally speaking, the Hawks are going to make sure that the person they hire is someone they know is on the up and up and is not going to embarrass them in a month or a year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I it think might be it still might be Derek King. Just saying. If if there's going
0: to be a head coaching surge, I think what you're going to see from this regime in the front office is very similar to what they did with the GM search yeah. in being public about it right. and being, and you know, not, not being, not letting the quote on, you know, the, the insiders be like, Oh, I heard so-and-so is interviewing today and so-and-so they're just going to say, we are interviewing these people and they're going to try and control their own information, which is, you know, it's, it's good in their favor to do that. And it's good to just be open about it. It doesn't leave things up to speculation and doesn't leave, you know, doesn't leave a, a fan base that has been left in the dark on a number of topics in yeah. the past. It uh, doesn't leave them guessing and wondering what's going on. So I, I, I do think if there is a head coaching search, uh, I, I feel like this Blackhawks front office will be uh, just like they did with the GDM search. It'll be open and for us to, to talk about openly.
1: Hey, we appreciate everybody jumping in live with us here on YouTube and all of you who are subscribed on the podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen, Apple, Spotify, uh, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, whatever. Hit that subscribe button, turn those notifications on so you know when a brand new episode is available. We do five a week. With the season wrapping up, we're going to be recording pretty much every day, Monday through Friday, Around one thirty, so you can look for the podcast around three, three VR, fifteen. Our, our off season schedule, yeah, yeah. That's that looks like what it's going to be. So there's something to keep in mind. We'll be doing live stuff too, so don't worry about that. But the best way to support CHGO, all the shows here at CHGO, is to download that PointsBet app. And when you do, use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership. Why do you want that? Well, you get access to all of our great web content. You get access to our Discord, our members-only Discord. We got some cool stuff on the horizon for uh, CHGO members only that we can't talk about just yet, but I promise you, you're going to want to jump on that. Uh, and you get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. That's two grand and free bets a free CHGO membership, and a free t-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet, and that's your home for live in-play betting. And guess what? It just got even better just in time for the NBA playoffs, introducing their new feature, Live NBA Same Game Parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect Live NBA Same Game Parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. And if you want more, you can always boost your live game, live same game parlays, watch live, parlay live, and boost live with points bet. And remember online sign up is available in Illinois. Start to finish from your phone. You can sign up. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet, live your bet life with points bet gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Got
0: to jump on those NBA, uh, Got to jump on those NBA bets before the Bulls get knocked out here. <laughs> um, I know nothing about the NBA,
1: so well,
0: the Bulls haven't looked good. Even though they, I know that they got the 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 game two win when we were in uh, in studio here. Maybe maybe that's the good luck charm. Maybe the the Blackhawks and Bulls podcast have to cross over so we can be in the same room and have our energies
1: mix yeah. and, and help the bulls to get a, a win in game five. All I know is if the Bulls are gonna win, Andre Snocioni has to step up. <laughs> oh, He's got to get the ball there's a name. to Luke Longley down yes. in the slot. He's gotta run the three, four, fiver screen and roll, <laughs> kick it out to BJ Armstrong. So you do know about basketball. Whoever they're playing is gonna lose. You do know about basketball I know bit. more than I I know more than I <laughs> yeah. I just I could not uh I, I just can't tell you what's happening. Yeah. Like wow. I, I get it. I just I, yeah, I only have so much headspace. I do have a it's large true. head, as you can see, especially from the side. But gotta, uh, there's just something. not. Thank you for zooming in, Natalie. When I talk about my giant head, appreciate that very much. Perfect time. Um, yeah, I just uh, yeah. I, it's just not my thing. Oh, Give me hockey not, and wrestling. There you go. Yeah,
0: I did. I did take uh, the Blackhawks uh, on my my points bet app tonight on the money line. So that hit. Nice, that good. I usually try and pick a couple of winners in a, in a parlay for the NHL slate, but again. This was the only game, so I was one for one. That's Perfect. it. Perfect, just like the Blackhawks were when they started the game. <laughs> one goal
1: on one shot. Well, Madeline asks us, uh, which team are we looking to go far in the playoffs? Uh I am rooting for the Wild, not only because of the first-round pick that the Hawks would get yes. if they make it to the conference final, and uh Marc-Andre Fleury wins four of those games. I just like the way they play. Mm-hmm. I think they're scrappy. I think... You know, it's interesting. They get rid of Parise and Suter, and all of a sudden, they are the best wild team they've been in a long time. <laughs> Isn't that funny how that works? Yeah. Um. I'm. I like them. I like Calgary. I love the way the Flames are built. And yep. if I could have a beer with Kyle Davidson, I would say that. That's what I want. Be that. that. Be that team. Do that. Yeah. Find me a Kachuk, not a Kachuk. <laughs> <laughs> nice, um. Nice. And and uh, any time the original six is represented, I'm down. I'd love to see the Rangers in the final. Mm-hmm. I'd uh, love to see Artemi Panera win a cup, and uh, Chris Kreider with like 700 goals. Like, what the <laughs> hell's going on? Just that random uh, age 30 and
0: over, just yeah, hot season, yeah. yeah so I'd love to that. I will
1: say in order: Wild, Calgary, Rangers. Those are my three. When yeah. I, and I put money on the Panthers to win, so I wouldn't be too mad about that's, that.
0: That's that's it's not bad money to uh, to, to spend there. Yeah, yeah. I, for for Blackhawks reasons, I'm also hoping that the Wild go deep uh, into the postseason. Um, and you know, we were, we were talking before, uh, before the show, um, my, my, my cousin played, uh, professionally years, years ago. He was originally drafted by the Rangers. Mark so Messier. yeah, my, yeah, my cousin, Mark Messier, uh, he was originally drafted by the Rangers, uh, back when I was really started getting into hockey when I was younger. And so I've always had an affinity for the Rangers. Um, so that would be really cool to, to, to see them go, uh, to go deep. But I honestly, I, I w- won't say that I'm technically rooting for them, but I wouldn't they're the team that I am most I'm going to be least surprised if they're in the final or end up winning. It's Tampa Bay. They're yeah. just top to bottom, the best team in the league. and I know we've seen a lot of Colorado this year, but they, they were mentioned it on, on on the broadcast in one of the intermissions that Colorado hasn't been playing too well getting into you know postseason time. They've yeah. lost a couple in a row here as we uh, get to the end of the regular season. But Tampa Bay is a team that you don't worry about them playing bad because they have the two back-to-back cups to back up their resume. And just the depth of the team that they have, the, the stars at the top of the lineup can just carry any game. Any one of them can do it. And then you go down the line and you, you have the depth that they do both up front and defensively. And you have one of the best goaltenders in that. It's just, you just
1: look at that team and you're like, who's beating them in a seven game series. Yeah. It's really tough. And You know, we talked for years about the Hawks flipping the switch in time for the playoffs, Mm -hmm. and they just, when you're a great team like that, you just know how to do it. And I think, yeah, Mark Lazarus wrote about it today, about how, you know, the fatigue of the season's wearing on, and sometimes the regular season can drag on, and the playoffs are, you know, obviously when you start to ramp things up because I think even Hawks fans would acknowledge that, when the Hawks were really good and winning cups, that the regular season was just kind of like a technicality. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, well, whatever seed the Hawks get, they're going to have a good a chance to win as anybody. So, yeah, let's just, just hope they can turn it on in time. And sometimes it would take them a game or two in the playoffs to, to hit the switch. Mm-hmm. But when they did, they very easily could have won four cups in ten years had Nick Letty's butt not helped <laughs> the Kings out. Yeah, and
0: not it. been in, not been in the wrong place at the wrong time because they
1: would they definitely would have beat the Rangers that year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I well I remember watching that 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 Western conference final thinking this is the cup final yeah whoever's whoever comes out of this is is gonna win the whole thing um yeah and 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 that was one of the things that made the Nashville series in in 2017 so frustrating because you were just like wait these are they, aren't these still the Blackhawks that can still flip the switch and just turn it on yep and it was just like they were it was like they were Flipping it, and it was nothing was happening. Yeah, and it and it just that was you know we've talked about it many times, but that was just the start of the downhill turn for this for this team, and it's where we're where we're at now. <sighs> Talking about other teams in the playoffs, yeah, you know, not the Blackhawks. All
1: right, they'll be back. The, the rebuild, you know, the rebuild times make the good times feel even better. You Absolutely. know, Absolutely. Um, so I, I honestly, it's it's weird to say, and we talked about this a little bit on the last show, where yeah, like we're gonna get used to the losing but I don't think the losing is going to feel like it's felt over the last month here. I feel like it's going to, I feel like it's going to feel like it's losing with a purpose and we'll be watching people develop. You won't see guys who are so burnt out. Um, I'm just really looking forward to a nice off season to kind of refresh everything that's going on, figure out the coaching situation, figure out Kane, Taves, See how Davidson drafts. Mm-hmm. See how he approaches free agency. There's a lot of cool stuff that we're gonna have to keep our eye on this off season. Then when the season begins again, fresh mm-hmm. for everybody, and I think everybody's looking forward to that opportunity. We,
0: we haven't had a true off season for the Blackhawks since you know in the last five six years. True, we haven't had a true off season where you you the the end of the year of that season matched the the plan that was laid out in that summer because from from the the Nashville series in 2017 basically up until this offseason it was like well we're still going to go for it we're going to figure it out we're still going to go for it we're going to figure it out and heading into the shortened season in in 2021 it was like well it's going to be young but we're still going to try and compete and they were young and they still tried to compete and I think Everyone was kind of thinking, okay, they were young, you know, the term youth movement was thrown around. And it, I think a lot of people expected last off season to kind of follow suit and be like, Mm -hmm. okay, like what is the plan for young, for the young players? And then everything got flipped and it was like Mark Andre Fleury, South Jones, Jake McCabe, Tyler Johnson, we're going to go for it. And now we're at a point where it's just like the losing this season, I think has become so bad because like we mentioned on the last podcast, there were expectations so much higher than where we're at right now. Right. And so I think that's made the the losing in the last, just over this year. And then the slog to the end of the season have made it so bad because a lot of, a lot of fans had such high expectations for what this team could have been. And now we can go into an off season where Kyle Davidson can lay out the blueprint of like, okay, here's how we're going to draft. Here are the players we're going to target in free agency, target in the draft Here's how we're going to mold the team moving forward. And yeah, you can probably ice an open night lineup where you're like this team's not going to win a lot, but you can expect it and you can know that the goal at the end of the year is to have a chance at a Connor Berdard yeah. or an Adam Fantilli or a um Mitchkov. Like that's what you want to go for. Right. And knowing that's ideal. knowing that <laughs> being knowing that being the plan, likely the plan, it'll make losing 50 games next year or whatever it ends up being
1: a little bit more bearable. Well, cause it's the expectation. Got a comment here in the chat from Eric. He says the Hawks need to sell the team. Then they will be good again. Free agents aren't coming here after the town hall. I guarantee you very few players in the league even know about that. They're just not aware of it. And they want to play where the fans come. They want to come to the place. that's going to pay them. Yes. The opportunity to win matters. But I don't think the Hawks lost any sort of free agent appeal because of Rocky Wirtz's outburst during a town hall. I think most players don't care. They're not paying attention to that stuff. I'd be shocked if 1% of NHL players would even have a hesitation about it because of the town hall. Now, maybe the other stuff, maybe the Kyle Beach fiasco and you know that sort of a thing, or maybe they don't want to be part of a rebuild, those I think, but... I think the town hall thing was such a hyper-local story that I don't think it has any impact on free agency. I really don't. I think, look, if, if Bill Words can attract free agents <laughs> and guys want to play here, right? Like, Brett Hull was ready to sign until they lowball them, and there's so many stories like that, right? Guys want to play in Chicago. They are treated like royalty by this club. Um, you know, the facilities are outstanding. This is This is still a destination for hockey players now we're not going to be seeing I don't think Kyle Davidson pursuing top free agents because why would he right unless there's some restricted free agent that's really young that he must have that he feels is the key to the rebuild and it's going to cost him to get something like that but I don't think that I don't think that that town hall has is going to have much of an impact at all I mean I, I would put
0: more weight on it than that. I, I do think it did circulate pretty far outside of the city. I, I, I think I think there was a lot at the time that it happened, a lot of league wide uh, recognition of, of that of that moment and what it meant, given the entire you know, story of of what happened with Kyle Beach and how it was handled and the investigation and everything. Um and, and that's you know, the, the the situation with Kyle Beach and the Blackhawks I don't think is completely over with the settlement between Beach and, and, mm-hmm. and Chicago because there are still some pending lawsuits that may or may not be brought against the team. Um, but obviously that's that's something we can dive into more this this summer if uh, something ends up happening. But I do think it, it is something that other players around the league would uh, consider. But I think what we have seen is that in the fallout from that, we've seen the front office kind of – especially Danny Wirtz, kind of get out in front again and be like, hey, you know, we're trying to make amends for a, a lot of the the, the wrongdoings of, of what happened and we're trying to do the right things. And, and in the moment of that town hall, the, the question in which Rocky blew up was directed at Danny and Danny was, was willing to answer it. So it, it wasn't necessarily that it is still the mindset of, all of the Blackhawks front office that is trying to just, you know, brush it aside and move on. I think while Rocky is still at the top, I think Danny and Jamie Faulkner and Kyle Davidson are starting to move forward into the spotlight of this is the, the you know, front office. These are the front office people that are taking yeah. the reins the most. Um, and, but again, to your point, I don't think, the Blackhawks are going to be going after the top free agents and trying to bring in the people that are going to be like those big difference makers. They're right. probably going to bring in guys who are veterans looking for an opportunity to continue playing in the NHL. Obviously, Chicago is going to be a place where some, maybe some lower level players still have an opportunity to uh, to get some significant time. And you're probably looking at players that maybe are looking for a one-year like, prove it opportunity where they can like they did with Matias Yanmark a few seasons yeah. ago yeah you know bring in a guy on a
1: one-year deal and flip, flip him them. at the deadline yep absolutely that's the sort of stuff to look for and I, I want to be clear here I wish players would care more it's a freaking sexual assault that got covered up yeah it is a major it's a crime first of all it is a huge embarrassment and it, it, is, it will forever stain this organization to me I'll speak for myself it forever stains those three Stanley Cups It forever stains the legacy of a lot of the guys on that team. Um, I wrote before CHGO launched that I don't think Rocky Wirtz is fit to lead this organization anymore. I'm livid about it. It's embarrassing as hell. I just think, from what I know about hockey players, most of them have either forgotten about it or are just kind of like, yeah, you know, that kind of sucks. Like, it's just – hockey players are very – like, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to say this correctly. I don't want to.
0: I think. I don't want to say.
1: They're sort of like horse blinders on. Sure. You know, like they just kind of do their own thing. They don't. Hockey players, especially like very specifically, hockey players don't like to rock the boat. Mm-hmm. That's how the damn thing, part of why it happened in the first place is if guys knew about it, they're like, I'm not talking about that. Nope. Just, I don't want to talk about it. He's fired. Uh, Aldrich is gone good. They must've handled it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's just there. And I think it's also a, a a young man thing too, whether it's like, this is uncomfortable. I don't want any part of it. I don't want to hear about it. I heard some things I'd rather not get into it. Let's just hope it goes away. And in their minds it did. Cause Aldrich was gone. They didn't go and say, what was the exact procedure? Maybe they should have. Right. But I just think that, I, I think that a lot of the vast majority of hockey players and, look, young men in general are just kind of like, oh, yeah, that, was, that wasn't that was great. I, I think, I would hope that a player would look at, go do a free agent meeting and look at Rocky Wertz and say, you know what, I was thinking about signing here, but I'm really concerned about your outburst at that town hall, or I'm really concerned about the way the organization handled the the uh, Kyle Beach's sexual assault. Mm-hmm. I think you guys didn't do a good enough job. I would love for some hockey player to jump out of that hockey culture and make a statement about it and and stand up for it. And throughout this entire year, lots of guys had the opportunity to do that. And every one of them, unless I'm wrong, unless I'm forgetting something and please, if I am remind me every one of them failed when given the opportunity, some guys would fail. And then the next day be like, sorry, I failed. I'm going to fail slightly less today. (laughs) You know, but no one was like, "It's terrible. It can never happen again. That's the end of it." I want answers. None of that. You saw none of that from anyone in hockey. Yeah, not just players, leadership as well. And just look at the uh, NHLPA report that came out last week. Like, well, you know, we were going to call it a whoopsie do. Right. It was a whoopsie do. Sorry. Come on. You yeah. know, it's 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 hugely disappointing, but that's the reality. I yeah. just don't think that overall that's going to impact the Blackhawks free agency search an iota I th- it should but it won't
0: i think that there's a lot that players will not say publicly to the media and i'm and I'm sure that there's more in-depth conversations that are being had outside of the public realm sure and but i get but again i completely agree i think it, it is definitely a hockey thing that you know you they they keep kind of things close to the vest they don't really have a lot of room for expression don't have a lot of room to kind of you know, you know, shake, shake things up and, and, and go outside of the box. And that is something that I, I want to see change in the sport. And it's something that I think needs to change to have a more, um, open culture within, within the sport where it's not just, you know, you know, you, you harbor the the same people just because they're, you know, quote unquote, the hockey people. Yep. Uh, And I I think that that's something that the sport needs to get better at and and be be able to be more inviting to outsiders, outside fans, casual fans, whatever it is,
1: um, rather than just looking out for their own. Yeah, no doubt. All right. um, Natalie, do we have the uh, the mountain of the molehill clip I was talking about? Yes. Okay. So Mario, you've not heard this. And while while we're waiting for Greg to go through the media sessions, uh, Derek King met the media today. I'm going to play this cut, and I want everyone to listen to it very carefully and see if you notice a little something in there. This is courtesy of the Chicago Blackhawks. You know, next year, whoever's in here, they might switch those guys around and have Cat on a different line and have Kaner on a different line. So um, it shouldn't rattle him. He just needs to shoot the puck more. Hear that? You want to hear it again? (laughs) Was it the whoever's here part? Yes. Okay. Does Derek King know he's done? I mean... Next year, whoever's in here, they might want to play Cat on a different line.
0: There's nothing that has given me any confidence that he's going to come back, especially at this point in the season. I think if the Blackhawks were going to say he's coming back, they would have already done it. Um yeah, you know he when when he was here in studio, he alluded to you know oh I might not you he said oh next time I'm here you know we might might have a few beers on set or something. He's like if I come back,
1: so it was just you know just kind of well, like well it's funny so
0: just d- d- you know he 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 is very self deprecating in his role. Yeah,
1: that sounded different though, and I, again I'm overplaying it I'm sure, but yeah it's funny like just to give you guys I see some context, what I, I do see where you're saying when it, we yeah. were offered. You know, before Derek King came on, it was like a couple weeks to make happen. And we all said to each other, Well look, if they're putting him on with us, they surely think he's gonna be back. Right? Like they wouldn't just bring you him would, in here for no reason. Thought, yeah. And now the more time that's gone by, I just don't think that it just doesn't feel like he's gonna yeah, be.
0: Yeah. I mean we've 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 talked about it. I, I don't I don't think there's any reason. That it him. would be bad to, to have him back, but it, maybe the Blackhawks are are starting to to think outside of, of Derrick King.
1: Uh, CHGO should hire Derrick King if uh, the Hawks don't. All right, before we bring in our buddy Greg Boyson, who is standing by at the United Center, want to let everybody know about our other buddy, Kent Simpson, of the Sinson Law Group. He played four years of Division Two hockey. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Nice. And in his own mind, he's the leader of the beer league hockey team, Called uh, Old and in the Way, which is appropriate. I know Kent and that fits. Uh, but after over a decade of prosecuting homicide cases as an assistant Cook County state attorney, he opened his own firm over 20 years ago and he specializes in all forms of personal injury cases. So if someone's negligence caused you or someone you love to be injured or hurt mentally or physically, he will take care of you. Call Kent Simpson. His firm's results speak for themselves with millions recovered for their clients. The Simson Law Group charges no fees unless they win for you. So call for a free consultation, 312-332-2107, or visit SinsonLawGroup.com. That's S-I-N-S-O-N LawGroup.com. Don't go off sides. Go top shelf call kent since right now he will be our legal counsel uh when these things arise back on the old madhouse podcast days we went had kent on all the time and he was super insightful so looking forward to having him be part of the podcast now and again as well all right without further ado let's bring in the handsomest of the three of us with the glowing locks the flow the grace the elegance it's greg Boyson for the united center what's up greg
2: I believe the official hockey term is lettuce. That's lettuce. What they, gotta, that's uh, what lettuce yeah. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> thank you for for buttering me up before you put me on the air. I appreciate
1: it. Of course. What did we learn post-game today? What was said? Uh, there's two
2: more games left in the season. That's what we <laughs> learned. Nice. <laughs> they they confirmed that, huh? <laughs> yes. I was repeated over and over again. Uh, no, I, the, the theme of the day that they started off – uh, after morning skate was they wanted to finish out the last two games at home strong they wanted to give the fans that are, are brave enough maybe to come to these last two games uh, a reason whatever you said it not me uh, they wanted to give them you know they wanted to give them a reason to get out of their seats and cheer and, and make them glad they came and and you, you, they the, the smallish crowd that was here tonight they left happy they had a lot to cheer about uh, that was big they they wanted the, the, Derek King preached that this morning all the players preached it this morning they wanted to, they want to win these last two home games uh, to, you know to, to kind of have a good taste in their mouths and, and kind of reward the fans one last time so they got half of that done with a, a win over uh, a glorified AHL team in the Philadelphia Flyers so um, you know, they could have easily won that game six to one or they could have lost that game five to four. So you know it was uh, it was an entertaining first period that's for sure. Second period was kind of eh.
1: Ooh, very sleepy. The th- yeah.
2: yeah. And then the third period, you know it was there was plenty of going a lot to go. It felt like an NBA game there that last like the last minute and a half took like eight minutes to play but they finally <laughs> got it over with. Uh, but a strong performance by Kevin Lankanen. I'm sure you guys talked about him. They actually gave us three players and coach after the game, which oh, was wow. rare. Um, so they, they they gave us Gustafson, the uh, first goal scorer, um, and the second – oh, Vlasic, I was going to say, second guy was so exciting, I already forgot who it was. And then, <laughs> then they, 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 they snuck in a very happy and smiley Kevin Lankinen, who uh, was very happy with his effort tonight, and so was Derek King. And, and, and uh, it seemed – that the rebound control was a bit better tonight or maybe it was just the fact that the Flyers never had anybody in front of the net where those rebounds could hurt him but there did seem to be better rebound control in the past and that's something he definitely needs to uh, to improve on as we've talked about but overall not a lot to complain about after this game
1: no it was a solid effort you know you score on your first shot of the game and uh, you never really look back. Uh, I don't know if the Flyers got the memo that you're supposed to come back on the Blackhawks when you play them. Yeah, um, You're supposed they to help tried. them. Bl- yeah, yeah. but it, I just – They're just not good. That's I all. just can't – there's really nothing in this game that I can be upset about. They played well. Yeah. They played a solid 60 against a bad team. Sure. They played really bad games against bad teams this year too. So the message, like you said, even before this game, Greg, has been finish strong, finish strong. Put on a good show for the fans, and they're one for one since they started talking that way. <laughs> so, hey, to me, uh, and we'll get to our fourth stars here in a minute. But the number one star, this was throwback. Jonathan Taze, man, I, I thought this was his best game in a while.
2: Yeah, he's he's been really good. He was g- good tonight. Maybe it made you like, maybe he saw those Flyers uniforms and he got a <laughs> flashback to 2010 and made them go out there. But um, you know they that line with with him in between Tyler Johnson and Dominic Kubalik has been very good since they've been put together uh, very noticeable um, you know even Kubalik we'll get into this in a minute but I mean he was very noticeable out there He was setting screens he screened that on, on the first goal he was making some really nice defensive plays breaking up passes that whole line was was active in all three zones and and that's all you could really ask for so you got your two veterans out there in Taves and Johnson and their play has been rubbing off on Kubalik of late. So it's been a very good line. And, um, you know, as, as Derek King said, after the game, he said, man, I wish I had Tyler Johnson the whole season. Cause he's really starting to like come into his own. And he said, if I had this in November, you know, I'd, I'd really have something to work with.
1: Hey, real quick. I, and I, Mario, I meant to mention this to you and I don't know if anyone else noticed this. Maybe if you're in a chat and you noticed this, there was a moment in the second period where Patrick Kane had the puck on the near board, so like the right-wing side, and he was being defended by Nate Thompson, number 44. Patrick Kane made a head fake and went around number 44, and I was like, whoa! It was like (laughs) Stanley Cup 2010 flashbacks. It wasn't Kimo Timonen; it was Nate Thompson. But for a moment there, I saw that the Kane head fake going around number 44. It was just the mirror image of it, and I was like, oh, that's familiar. I remember that. Let's live in that time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, s- speaking of of you know the 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 vintage Kane, the vintage Taze uh, kind of game that he had tonight. Um, Ryan brings it up in the in the chat here. Taze on pace for fifty seven on a fifty seven point pace since the All Star break. Um, I meant to look it up. I, I I forgot to do it, but I think the 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 first half of this season was just a, a complete like taze looked just completely unlike himself and and you know there was the the narrative of taking like 25 games to score a goal yeah um to start the season and then you know i i think as the season went on he's gotten better the second half of this season has been a lot better than the first half was um so it's great to see him have efforts like he did tonight um act, active early uh you know he he Obviously he hated the the penalty that was called on him, but it ended up working out in his favor getting the <laughs> yes getting the breakaway and, and, and it makes me wonder you know we were we were talking about it earlier we can we can get into it a little bit later too about you know what kind of ending Taze might have to his time in Chicago and or his time in the NHL and it makes me wonder you know and Greg you can you can kind of talk about this too it makes me wonder, if riding if if he were to make a decision this summer to say that next year was his last it it makes riding out that final year of the contract a little bit more stomachable yeah and then also seeing the way that he's played in the second half of the season makes it a little bit more opti- makes me at least a little bit more optimistic thinking that maybe he can just needed some time to get back into hockey on a regular basis after taking a year off to finally kind of get back to a semblance of of his old self so to say and it makes me wonder like if that option is presented to him just like if you want to ride this out we'll just ride it out next year and kind of have your 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 farewell tour if that would be something that would you know would be fine to do
1: if i had even at 10 million if it was and up to me taze would do the Getzlaff left thing and say, next year is my last year in the league. Let's have a league-wide party for me. And then we'll have Patrick Sharp right out in a dune buggy <laughs> and give him a hug at the, at the last home game. Uh, my thing is, if 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 you keep him for next year um, and he continues to play beyond next year, you need to get something for him. Right. And I don't think at this point you're going to. If you try to trade him this offseason – uh, you're going to have to eat sour either way, but this is going to be one of those Brian Bickle situations where you have to give up a prospect you really like just to move that deal. I think they're better off saying, hey, are you willing to hang out, bet on yourself during the season, and maybe we can find something for you at the deadline, um, or he just walks away. I don't know. We've got the whole offseason to think about it, but we got here's another thing, gang. We're looking at a distinct possibility that we could be watching the last two games of Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane as Blackhawks. I know it sounds crazy. I don't know what the percentage is, but there is a percentage chance that that's what's happening. It's not zero. It's not zero.
2: Well, yeah, with the Taves stuff, first of all, Mario, very good uh, using the word stomachable. I don't even know if that's a word, but it is now. It is now, now. Able to be stomached. <laughs> but if Taves says next year's his last year, then, yeah, you keep. I mean, you had to move the Bickle contract because you had to pay Jonathan Taves and Patrick King, right? They're not up against a salary cap wall. So if you got to keep them here the whole year, because it doesn't make sense to trade a prospect just to dump that salary for one year, then keep them here. Like what's at this point, there's no salary cap crunch right now. He's not going to prevent you from signing anybody else. You're not going to be players in the free agent market as far as big ticket items go. So at this point, if he, if he doesn't want to be traded, then just you, you suck it up for a season. Yeah, you'd like to get something for him, but if he, that would be the ideal situation that if he says, yeah, this is my final year, you know the marketing department would love that because then they've got a reason to sell tickets that whole second half of the season when they otherwise, you know, we're looking at a lot of empty seats. Hey, it's your last chance to see Jonathan Taves come out. You know, they can do a 19-game ticket package for Jonathan Taves <laughs> next season. So lots of different scenarios. Honestly, I think he's here next season and I think he'll be here the full season and then they see what see what happens. Maybe something happens at the trade deadline. Um, I just I I can't see them packaging another high pick or, or prospect. To just to dump that salary for one year when they don't need to dump salary, you don't yeah. need to get rid of that salary in order to sign, re-sign Alex DeBrinket, or re-sign one of these other guys, or bring in a big-name free agent. So just you know what, you're gonna if you're gonna pay half his salary anyway, I might as well just pay the full salary and, and get the marketing bump from. Him.
1: Yeah, and we got all summer to discuss too, like you know what, it, it maybe he wants to play two more years. Do you have any interest in that? At What number are you interested in that as a Hawks fan, as a Hawks observer? Is there any interest in him? Because I don't know. I don't know. Because part of me believes Jonathan Taves is going to look at the last few years of his career health-wise and say, hmm, do I want to keep doing this? Or do I just want to move on to the next part of my hockey hockey life, which will almost assuredly be in coaching or in management? You know, he's going to be a guy who's got a job in hockey as long as he wants one. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to hire Jonathan Taves. The Hawks will hire him to do something. Of course. Of course they will. Um, so, I don't know. I just, I just I'm really looking forward to, at the end of this week, when the season's over and we get these exit interviews, to hear where these guys' heads are at, Kane and especially Jonathan Taves. Now that he'll have some time to kind of, you know, season's over. I finished pretty strong overall. Where am I at? Where am I at with the Hawks? Where am i at with my career? I that that to me is the top story of the off season. Mm-hmm. And well, we
2: know where Alex Duprinkits heads at heading in the off season. He was very clear this morning. Said some very interesting things. You know, they asked him if he if you know playing on a line without Patrick Kane would be would affect his numbers or would affect the way he plays. And of course, he said no. And you know. He's basically said whether him, Taves and Kane are here next year, it's not going to affect how I approach the season. Uh, the one thing that kind of jumped out at me, they, would, they 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 brought up a question about Dylan Strom and the Masterston Trophy, and you know how the way he's you know persevered this season. Yeah, and he said that you know he's had a great attitude the whole season, and he's never been down. He's never been poor meat attitude. He's never been grumpy. You don't need a grumpy guy in the locker room. I just, that kind of made my ears perk up because Derek King has called Jonathan Taves grumpy on a handful of occasions this season. So I'm not saying that's what he was referring to, but you know, maybe we do a little connect the dots and you know, he's praising his buddy who was positive when he had every right to be grumpy. And maybe it was a little veiled shot at somebody who wants to be mad so um to brink got the right frame of mind and uh you know he's the way he talked today that's that's a guy that's gonna have the C on his jersey in very short order
1: feels like it doesn't it yep yeah definitely does. uh by the way we have not gotten to the strom news yet and you mentioned it there real quick um he is the chicago nominee for the Bill Masterton Memorial Trophy. If you don't know what that is, it is rewarded, awarded annually to the NHL player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to ice hockey. Uh, and no one on this team fits that bill better than Dylan Strome. Mm-hmm.
0: And a nominee from all 32 teams. Um, right. But, yeah, Strome is as absolutely the person that I would have expected to uh, – to be nominated from from this team. Just the way his season started to where it's
1: at now is just night and day different. I think Taves probably has an argument, too. A little bit, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah a little bit. But I think the, the imp, it also, you know, it's not just a an award for what it says it's for. It's all you also got to factor in a little bit of performance into it, too. And I, I think Strom has gone through, uh, you know, a, a challenging season. He was basically written off by Jeremy Colleton and has come – come back to be one of the top producers for the team in, in the second half of the season. Uh, so that probably puts a, him a little bit more over Taze than, than, than that does. But you know, yeah.
2: Hey, having, yeah, Having to survive Jeremy Colleton, you should deserve a reward. A,
0: yeah, really. That's definitely uh, commendable.
1: Man, you were talking, Mario, just about how the season began with the expectations and then the horrible start and then Jonathan Taze doesn't score for 700 years and then <laughs> The Kyle Beach sexual assault story comes out, and then Colleton's fired, and then Bowman resigns, and then, oh, my God. It has just been the longest mm-hmm. year ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's so, so crazy. Very
0: difficult. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right, why don't we get to let's, our uh, yeah, four stars, shall we? Let's do it. All right, okay. Let's let's go. I will go first. I'm going to give it to Phil Kurashev. I call him Phil because we're buddies like that. Okay. Just eye test made me choose this, okay? I wasn't looking at the stats. Uh, Greg, just Mario and I had to watch the game on our laptops, so we are not web surfing as we typically do. So the eye test told me Kurashev had a good game. Go back and check the stats. Uh, almost 11 minutes of ice time, five shots on goal, three uh, shot attempts, another missed shot, and four blocked shots for Philip Kurashev. He was all over the ice. I'm convinced he hit a post. On that same power play that Seth Jones hit a post, Uh, I didn't get a a chance to see a replay of that shot, but it sounded like he hit a post uh, in the same sequence as Seth Jones. I thought he had a really solid game, and that's a guy who, when challenged this season, has responded, and I really am curious what his ceiling is. Is this all Phil Koreshev is? I don't know. When you look at the skill set, when you look at some of the better games he's played, you feel like that's a guy with some borderline top six potential. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's played in that role, he's excelled. Yeah, I'm. I'm really interested to see uh, what's next for Philip Kurishev. I really am, I, and I, I really liked his game tonight, and I've liked it a lot lately. So he he gets my fourth star.
2: It was good to see him excel not on the top six. He was on the third line tonight, so it was good to see him uh, excel there. And yeah, he had five shots on goal. I would list say at least three of them were prime scoring chances, so good job for him. I'm gonna do my four star uh, guy we talked a little bit about, Dominic Kubelik. Uh you know, very noticeable game again today. He, he had a couple shots on goal. He provided the screen on the Eric Gustafson goal, the first goal of the game, set the tone early. Uh, he, he made a couple of really nice defensive plays. I think where he really stood out tonight was when he didn't have the puck and when the Blackhawks didn't have the puck. He, he broke up a few passes, forced a couple turnovers, uh, played a really solid game, and he's been, re- he's been really good since putting in that line. I think maybe the trade deadline moving on really helped him a lot because, you know, these guys all say, oh, I don't pay attention to the trade rumors. That, we all know that's a yeah, you do. Yeah. They, they yeah. yeah,
1: of course you it. do. Of course and, do. That,
2: and that's got to wear on you when, when every day your, your, your buddies are sending you tweets that, hey, you're, you're getting traded here, you're getting traded there. So now knowing that he was going to be able to finish the season here, got put on a good line. Uh, finishing strong for him, so maybe that's a guy that we thought was destined to be somewhere else. Maybe that's a guy Kyle Davidson says, hey, you want to come back next year for a reasonable price? Let's see what we can do.
0: Yeah, I, I would be surprised if, if that's not the case for uh, – for or uh, that could be a case for Kubelik. For I mean, it, you got to think if, if, if he's going into arbitration – He's not going to get exactly what he's he's no. looking for. It could be more affordable. Could be an option the Blackhawks uh, move forward with. My fourth star of the night is someone who I thought was going to be one of the three stars, but ended up not being the case. Uh, they gave it to Alex DeBrinkett, Jonathan Taze, and Jake McCabe. But it was Kevin Lankinen. He had a, a a fantastic game in net, 33 saves on 34 shots faced. Uh, the first time he has allowed uh, less than two goals in a game for the first time since January. So it was a, a very long time that we haven't uh, seen a game like this from Kevin Lankinen. Um, needed needed a performance like this to uh, you know have some confidence at the end of the season. Um, I, I think you know, like you said earlier, Greg. You know, maybe Philly wasn't able to uh, to pounce on some of the rebounds that Kevin Lankinen was still giving up, but I think that there were some some better uh, some better control from him tonight than than we've seen in in, in uh, recent games. Still a little. You know, fish out of water, floppy at times, but um, I think that's kind of what you're you're gonna get with Kevin Lincoln in at this point. And he needed he needed a good game, and he and he, and he played a really good one. So uh, he's he's my fourth star. And again, surprised he wasn't one of the three stars.
1: All right, so we got our fourth stars of the game. Who are we gonna decide on here?
0: I'm pretty firm on I, on, on Kevin tonight.
2: I'll concede and give it to Lanks. He, yeah. he had a good game. He needed it, you. and you know what? He's such a good kid and so easy to root for. He's always got a smile on his face. So ha- get, having him get a little momentum here at the end of the season is huge for him. Regardless if he's here or not, I'll be, you know, hoping he has success next season, regardless of the sweater he's wearing. So I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll have no problem giving it to
1: Lankanen. All right. Congrats, Kevin Lankanen. You get a CHGO Blackhawks t-shirt or something. <laughs> something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Greg, go home. All go right. Feed, yes, go, go feed the dogs.
2: It'll feed me and the dogs. All right, there we'll you see go. you tomorrow.
1: A reminder, everybody, by the way, tomorrow at 1.30 p.m., we will be joined here in this very studio by the new voice of the Blackhawks, Chris Vosters. So make sure you tune into that podcast and give it a listen. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, cannot wait to get to know him a little bit. Uh, seems like a great dude. He's excited to be here, and we're excited to have him. So 1.30 p.m. on Tuesday. Watch live on YouTube, and, of course, it will be a podcast as soon as the show is over. So, Greg, we'll see you here tomorrow, buddy.
2: Can't wait to see you then, boys.
1: All right, take care. Yeah, Greg. Yeah, Vossers is, you know, he's he's stepped into this
0: role now as the new uh TV play-by-play voice uh, after Pat Foley and and, and you got to think that he is looking for every edge he can have to to start, you know, this this new career uh, opportunity for him. And I wonder if he has uh started his day off with some Strava craft coffee because if you're looking for a competitive advantage, Strava Craft Coffee is the way to go. Their CBD-infused coffee is a game-changer and has helped thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers a delicious, fresh-roasted specialty coffee infused with organic, broad-spectrum CBD. CBD from Hemp doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you feel alert and focused without the jitters, live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains, Plus, including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful sleep so you wake up feeling your best. The best part, Strava is all about quality. Everything is small batch, fresh and shipped straight to your door. And CHGO listeners, they can save 25% off their entire order when you use the promo code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at stravacraftcoffee.com when you use the code CHGO25 at checkout. And if you already love Strava, subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. With Strava, you're in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. So once again, that's CHGO25 at checkout and save yourself 25% off of your Strava Craft Coffee I got purchase. my
1: Strava last week, and it is excellent. Yeah. It's excellent. and. I never had, like, a CBD coffee or a CBD beverage before. I smoke a lot of weed, and, uh, you know, I like all That's, CBD it's stuff. It's legal here. <laughs> I like the taste of it and all that stuff. Yeah. But I wasn't sure what to expect from a beverage. There is no, like, weedy taste at all. None. Especially, it just uh, tastes like great coffee. And I, I truly feel, uh, I, I feel a difference when I drink that coffee as the day goes on, and then when I have it multiple days in a row, I sleep better. My body feels better. I'm really achy. You know, I got a lot of like long-term sports injuries that still bother me, and I just feel better. My joints feel better. I feel more limber. Uh, it's truly, it's legit. The Strava is legit, uh, and I know you know we're, we do the ads, but seriously, this is a true yeah. endorsement. It's it is great tasting coffee first of all, and the CBD really does help. It it's terrific. So I can I cannot recommend it more.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't think that a, a coffee would be something to help you sleep better, but it's 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 incredible what the what Strava can do and and yeah, it's 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 been uh, it's been a good product.
1: Well, it's been a good show. Thanks for joining us after a win. We got two more opportunities. Let's hope for two more wins. Wouldn't that be great to finish the season that strong? That would it'd be, be It
0: would be fantastic to finish the uh, the home schedule with a win over a team like Vegas.
1: Leave everybody feeling good. That would be just You know, good and stuff. remember, I, I know I just told you, but Remember, one thirty on Tuesday, Chris Foster is right here in the CHGO Sports Studios, so join us in the chat. Give him a nice, warm welcome. He deserves it. He deserves it. Great dude. Can't wait to meet him and spend some time with him, so hope you can join us there as well. Remember, we are presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. I want to thank our producer, Natalie Burdick. Burdick. Damn it. So close. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I'm just so bad at it. I'm so bad. At, I'm so bad with names. Anyway, I won't get it wrong next time. But thank you so much, Natalie. It is always smooth sailing when you're producing, which is the greatest thing that someone on this side of the mic can experience. Because I was I was a producer for a long time, and I was bad. <laughs> and I know what a bad producer does to a show. Yeah. Uh, but Natalie, thank you so much. And for Mario and Greg, I'm Jay. We'll talk to you tomorrow with Chris Vosters at one thirty PM. No, uh, make sure you're no subscribed. broken memorabilia tonight. Uh, we got time. We have the <laughs> we seconds. have the shattered skull seconds. of Dave Boland. Yeah. Yeah. Should we turn Dave around here for the no, D- for D- the people that stuck with us the whole time? <laughs>
0: Dave got a. Uh, uh, I'm not going to say it. Oh boy, that's not good. <laughs> that's a, he's, that's a skull splitting a super, headache. Right a there, a Pruder film. Oh, <laughs> now, oh man. man. Oh, Too just, real. I'm sorry. Too real. Too soon. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, that's now we're in trouble. All right, everybody. We'll touch you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast. We love you.